today on Ovias and Julia. We'll try to do a podcast that's not dated within 90 minutes. All jokes aside, we'll get into Dave Dorn's decision to move on from Brennan Armstrong and go to MJ Morris at starting quarterback. Can he provide the spark that the Wolfpack need to turn this season around? We'll also hang out with Mike Meniscalco, Canes play-by-play. We're just over a week away from the start of the regular season. And speaking of the Canes, their owner, Tom Dundon, wants to buy a baseball team? We'll talk to Luke DeCock of the News and Observer about that and whether or not baseball can work in this area. Speaking of making things work, we thank you for helping make this work. All thanks to everybody who has downloaded the podcast, watched it on YouTube. We love the five stars. We love the positive vibes only. And you can rock some positive vibes if you go to breakingtea.com slash OG. You can buy a positive vibes only shirt from the Ovias and Gilio collection. We also got some cane shirts too, like the bad for ratings. So again, go check that out at breakingtea.com slash OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias. And thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online, copiers-plus.com. You don't know what you don't know. You think you know your golf game, Joe. But if Copiers Plus could be an expert in golf game, what would they say? You know what, Joe? Let us handle this. You're picking some open wounds here. But our friends at Copiers Plus, that's what you need to do. You need to ask people, how can I help myself yes and then you have to have the strength to re- to realize what you don't know was it the and short what game? you can't control could they handle your short game is it off the tee what would it be <laughs> so check them out at copiers-plus.com yeah you were at uh Prestonwood yesterday oh yeah yeah Oh, I thought I had other golf issues today. Let's not let's not spoil that. Let's not spoil okay. that. But yeah, no, uh, Preston Wood was a lot of fun yesterday. Okay, good. SAS championship coming up. Such a great event. Mm-hmm. And it for people like me, 48, first of all, you're getting to see the players. I know that it's not right to call it the senior tour, but I still call it the senior tour. You're you're seeing players who not only that you grew up watching, but you're also now seeing guys who can hit it like a quote unquote normal distance mm-hmm. the year out there watching Wyndham Clark hit the ball 380 you're like yeah I got no shot at it looking anything like that but then you got you know you, you'll go out there and see one of the guys that you like you know and love like an Ernie Els and yeah he still has that smooth swing yeah but that 280 that 290 on a good downhill roll is still in play for you <laughs> you know and then you just kind of marvel at how great their short games are and how consistent they are so while you were at the SAS championship media day I was here with Brownlow doing a show in the morning and about 90 minutes after the show published it was basically made uh, redundant it was okay. it was moot because Dave Doran uh, decided to open up his weekly press conference on Monday afternoon talking about well, his weekly Zoom call his, his Zoom call yes his Zoom call so he goes to the Zoom call he spends about five minutes talking about a variety of different things and then just in the middle of it says yep MJ Morris is going to be the starter. It's clear uh, that we need a spark on that side of the ball. And uh, MJ Morris is going to take over as our starting quarterback. And he is ready uh, to lead the offense. Uh, As I stated in the past, when I was asked, um, it was my plan and our plan to redshirt MJ and allow him an opportunity to develop behind Brennan. Uh, But plans sometimes need to change. And uh, the time is now uh, because it's what's best for our team. And um, 
MJ's excited, you know, for the opportunity to lead the football team. And I do believe that he's ready. Um, Brennan will be a great teammate to MJ, just as MJ has been to Brennan in his role. And um, Brennan has a role on our team. He's a very competitive, tough guy, and he understands this is what's best for the team right now and, and what's needed. I got tremendous respect for him and what he's gone through, you know, and I don't think people really pay attention to those types of things. Two weeks ago, we played a very emotional game uh, at UVA, a place where, you know, he was the quarterback for a long time and went through the tragedy that was there a year ago uh, and then came back to our stadium and just didn't have a good game. And that happens sometimes. Um, but for what's what this team needs right now, it needs a spark. And I do believe MJ can be that for our offense. So again, that's Dave Dorn, NC State head football coach. Yesterday, I spent a good chunk of the conversation with Brownlow talking about how it made sense that Dave Dorn has been sticking with Brennan Armstrong and the clamoring for MJ Morris was understandable. However, given what we have seen from the team so far, Joe, I don't know if NC State is a, as I put it, a competent quarterback, a, a, a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, a quarterback that understandably is making a read and then going first instinct, let me go run like Brennan Armstrong has been doing, and that's why he's a leading rusher. There's just a lot that's not clicking for the NC State, NC State offense, and I don't know if that would necessarily be good for MJ's development if the plan has been, as Dave Dorn said, the plan on along was to have him redshirt and then have everything ready to go for next season because that's what Dave does. He builds and he builds and he builds. But I can speculate, inform speculation, as to why we finally got to this point and why Marshall does make sense. If you're going to make this move, the Marshall game makes the most amount of sense. But what was your initial reaction to MJ Morris being named starter this week? Yeah, so I went to the game Friday night with my friends, sat up in uh, Section 14. Yeah. I, I thought it was odd the, the juice wasn't in the building. Like last year, they played Texas Tech at night. Everyone was like, okay, this is what night games are all about. A yeah. Carter-Finley Stadium. There was a lot of like waiting for the other shoe to drop mm -hmm. on Friday night. And of course it did. By the end of the game, Louisville ends up winning just a rock fight. Uh, 13 to 10. Like, if you told me Louisville was going to score 13 points and win the football game, I'd be like, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, what are you talking about? You know? Um, so that was number one. Number two was the student section started chanting for MJ Morris in the first quarter of that football game. And I was like, Ooh, this isn't a good look. Cause I'm with you. I, I don't think they're like, let's put a new quarterback in and that's going to solve all of our problems. Um, obviously the turnover issues for Brennan were bad mm. on Friday. It was just a bad game. Uh, and I feel, I feel for Brennan in, in this regard, I think he's in a, was in a situation where he was trying to do too much mm -hmm. and he's not good enough to do too much. He's good enough to do his job. He's not good enough to do too much. Um, so I thought he pressed too much. He was, you know, running too much, taking off too early. And then also, quite frankly, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I don't, and, and I'll just do it. Let's just do this. I don't know who scripts a game and says on the, you've had all week. And on the first play of the game, they had a designed quarterback run mm -hmm. with the running backs as the lead blocker. Mm -hmm. That's what they scripted right. for the first play of the football game. Yeah. Like they sat down and said, this is a good idea. Mm -hmm. And surely you could sit here and tell me Robert and I knows more about football than I ever will. But I can't tell you I would ever say to myself, here's a great idea. Well, to me, it tells you what they're working with. Here's a great idea for our quarterback. So I would just say this. 
I think it makes sense. This is what I wrote on Sunday for Saturday Road. If, if you're not, check out SaturdayRoad.com. Every Sunday, I write an ACC Weekend Review. This is what I wrote on Sunday, obviously, before the decision was made. You know, find, and, I've, and I've been on this too. Like Finding three more wins to get back to a bowl game will be a real challenge for the Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. All, um, you know, Dave Doran now has a decision to make before the Marshall game. Stick with Armstrong or, I like this, try to get a spark from Morris, whose freshman year was cut short by a knee injury. So the spark part of this is you are now at a, he's the crossroads that we identified after the Yukon game and became crystallized with the struggles against Virginia is they're trying to get to a bowl game this year. That is their goal. They're trying to get the six wins. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to continue to play the way that they have, they're not going to get there. So if you're Dave, you have to look at yourself and say, well, what can I do? What can I change? You can't bring Dylan McMahon back from injury. You can't bring Ryan Jarmalillo or however he says his name. From Oregon back from injury, there you know Jeremy Lillo is gone in particular, gone the whole year, right? So you can't necessarily fix that part of your offensive line, which was the biggest problem on Friday. Yes, to be clear, and he's saying it too. The biggest problem on Friday was the offensive line, and was, there was really, really, really bad. Yes. really bad. Well, to your point, here's Dave Doran uh, after he announced that MJ Morris was going to be starting this week against Marshall, and he was quick to say, "Hey, look, it's great that we got MJ in there, but they got to play." as he put it, football offensively in harmony. But let me make this clear, uh, changing the quarterback, everyone has to be better. You know, this isn't throwing Brennan under the bus and pinning it on him. Uh, It's the opposite, you know. Um, It starts with me, and and I own that. Everyone has to be what changes. You know, the the chemistry is about everyone. And um, playing well around the quarterback, you know, I've always said this, I don't care what side of the ball you're referring to. It starts inside out. You know, when you play well from the center of your offense all the way out, um, that's where we got it. starts with the center, then it goes to the guards, then it goes to the tackles, then it goes to the tight ends, the running backs, the receivers, everyone playing in a concerted effort in harmony with whoever that quarterback is. You know, and when your protection is really good, then the plays or the, the run blocking is really good, then the plays look better. And so we got a lot to improve on. Um, and I'm excited for the opportunity to go and prove it. That's Dave Doran uh, yesterday during his press availability. By the way, every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by Wings over Raleigh, Wings over Chapel Hill, Wings over Greenville. Speaking of Raleigh, lunch is now being served, Joe. And we got a shout from Reynolds on social media saying lunch at Wings over with all the wing setup that they had. I saw the waffle fries too. Waffle fries are underrated there. And he, and he got the sweet chili. He did. Love but it. If you're coming home from work, well, first of all, now during work, if you want to get your lunch catered, yeah, you call in and get those wings. Everybody yeah. loves wings. Like, what are we doing here, people? Mm-hmm. Wings and waffle fries, piece of cake. Your office have a little team building action. You're coming home from work, give them a call or order on wingsover.com. And there's free parking. Right there on Hillsborough Street. So all you got to do is order, clutch. go park, pull in, get your stuff, and you're on your way. That's what I did um, on Saturday since I didn't have anywhere to go. Buddies were in town. We went and watched uh, the games. Now, just to get back a little bit on state here. Yeah. I think with, his name is Dawson Jaramillo. That mm-hmm. was a guy from Oregon who was supposed to be one of their starting tackles this year. Out for the year. That's a guy you go out in the portal and you get, you're thinking, I'm punching this thing up. Dylan McMahon, who's been out since the VMI game, is a guy they actually paid NIL he'll money back. to. And so he's, hopefully he's, he'll be he's, back. He's, suppo- he's supposed that's to be back a, for the Marshall game. Yeah, so. that's a guy they've been missing too. So now you're, you're in the same situation the Panthers are in. You're mm-hmm. missing 40% what you thought your offensive line was going to be. I, I think the situation with, with 
Brennan was. He was trying to do too much and he's not good enough to do too much. Mm -hmm. Then I look at where, what MJ could do. You also have to remember this. Brennan's a sixth year guy. Brennan like lives off campus is basically up an NFL minor league football player. So how much interaction do you have with your teammates when you're living out on an apartment, you're just kind of a football mercenary. Like this isn't dissimilar to the situation that actually Ryan Finley was in that first year. A lot of players had been in the program with Jalen McClendon and wanted Jalen McClendon to be the quarterback of the football team. But when, when Ryan was so efficient and was helping them win football games, you win your teammates over. Mm-hmm. When you're in the situation that Brennan's in and you're making mistakes and you're costing your team football games, you add in, okay, now wait a second. Why are we paying this guy NIL money if he's not helping us, right. number one? And then number two, you're like, we have a perfectly good quarterback over here who's been with us, has been in the program. We've seen what he can do. He has a spark. And that, that was the word that I was looking for because Dave truly is at a crossroads here. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a new result. And I think that's, that's what made him flip to MJ. Can we get a spark? Can we get ourselves in a situation? Because this is a very losable football game on Saturday. If you don't believe me, ask Virginia Tech, who already lost this year to Marshall. If you don't believe me, ask Notre Dame who has won 30 effing football games in a row against ACC teams. And yet they lost to Marshall at home last year. So this is a super dangerous game for Dave. So I understand the need and I understand his reasoning to going and putting Morris in the lineup. Well, specifically for this game and specifically to get the season jump started, because if they lose this game, you are now looking at a 2013 and 2019 situation where yeah. you're staring at a three and nine finish. You're staring at a one and seven ACC finish. And you cannot have that. That can't be the basement. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know I've ranted and railed about year 11, but in year 11, your basement can't be that. That's where I get into. You need to show at at this point in your program building Mm -hmm. that you're not going to have the disasters that you had in 19 and 13. That's fair. You have to show that you can handle that. And I think this move was the most logical to try to avoid that. Dave Dorn's got job security. No, it's not about his job security. It's about trying to salvage the season. He's got job security. And that's why I always viewed it from the from that lens of building towards the next sure. year. And hey, if we get to a bowl game this year, then it's considered a success. To your point, it's not it the bottom. Right. It's not the bottom. But that's a great basement to have. It is. To be like, hey, or even go five and seven. You're like, hey, we, we had a shot the last we had week. A shot, but hey, you know, like we fought, we tried. So that's where I've come in with this. I think, and based on how he's talked about Tony Gibson, the defensive coordinator in yesterday's Zoom teleconference. And kind of like the comments that you saw from Peyton Wilson after Friday's loss to Louisville, you get to your point about MJ Morris being there. He, they know him X, Y, Z. I also think it's a bit of a signal to the defense. Look, you guys have been doing your job and I can't keep selling you out. We see this all the time in football. How can we help you? How can we help sure. you? All right. How can we at least show that, hey, look, we get that this isn't working. We're not going to keep trying to you know, shove yeah. this square peg in a round and hole. I think that's, that was Lauren's point yesterday. Yeah. When Brennan started turning the ball over, that's where you lose Dave. You will always lose Dave. He will always be consistent about well, that. About that. It's funny. As I, I, yesterday, Kelly. Because the last time we saw Jalen McClendon, most people don't realize 
was in the red zone against Syracuse I'm and glad he you, threw an interception and we never saw him again. I'm glad you brought that up because to Lauren's point yesterday, uh, while I was kind of like going over this stuff and Kelly's like, what are you doing? I was like, I've gone down the NC state quarterback rabbit hole. So let's go back to 2019 when things bottomed out the second time yeah. for Dave Dorn. They started with Matt McKay, mainly because they trusted him not to turn the ball not to over. over. And he was in the program and he put his time in and teammates knew him. Didn't work. So Bailey Hockman eventually takes over at the end of September against FSU. By mid-October against Boston College, it went to Devin Leary. But why'd they take Devin Leary out? Why did Devin Leary? Why? Because remember, back in 2019, it's like, just give it to, he's got the arm, give it to Leary. But why was Dave reluctant to give it to Devin Leary? Because he was make, taking too many chances, turning the ball over. I mean, not to call Devin Leary Harrison Beck, but there was too many chances that State was not comfortable with. So we get to 2020. Devin Leary didn't start against Wake Forest because of COVID. Bailey Hockman comes in, steps in that game. They beat Wake Forest, of all things. Leary ends up uh, with a torn fibula. Hockman and State scrapped together oh, in eight forces. Yeah. Okay. 2021. Against Duke. Against the, Duke blood, the blood rival Duke. 20, they get eight and four that year. 2021, they finally have the Devin Leary complete season. They win nine games. Pretty good. But now they're back. They're back in this weird spot, this weird nebulous spot. Because in 2022, Leary's season ends on October 8th in a win over Florida State. Jack Chambers. How quick was it with Jack Chambers? Right? Because of the not, turnovers. Not quick enough. But didn't last. Chambers gets the quick yank. MJ Morris rallies them to beat Virginia Tech. That's where the legend of MJ Morris begins. He gets hurt in the BC game. After the fact, we kind of find that one out. Shuts down for the season. They close out the year with Ben Finley. So I think he technically got hurt in the Wake Forest game. And then he played hurt then he against played Boston hurt. College. That's and then right. he was re-injured against Boston That's College. Right. And then, That's they were right. done. then they were done, done. But the reason why I go down this list of things is that there's always a clamoring for the next guy sure. because the guy who's out there is not showing well, you anything. What else do you have at NC State other exactly. than these quarterbacks? It's exactly And it. you have this belief let's that go. The, we have him again. Let's go. We let's will go. get He's, another we're get Rivers. Again. We'll do it. So they, they clamored for Leary, and now they're doing it for MJ Morris. And it's... Time is a flat circle. We've done this all before. And the vibe that I'm getting right now for NC State and why you don't want it to get to the bottom to your point is, man, I'm having like 04, 05, you know, defense balls out. You got NFL talent on the defense, but you just can't get the quarterback right. And that well, they ends have, up they have one recipe. NFL player on the defense. He's he played an amazing game on Friday. Peyton Wilson Peyton played Wilson. it on I mean, he was as a joking everywhere on Friday night, as every I, single play. As I jokingly tweeted out, whatever NIL money Peyton Wilson's getting, it's not enough. Earned. <laughs> Earned not, on Friday. It's, it's, it is not for sure. It is not enough. Anyway, so all that all that stuff happened yesterday. That's the the beauty of uh, the beauty of our format. Oh, you did something and it's dated well, here, after and, the fact? And here we are today. Here adding, we are again. Getting better contest. There's so always no there's always tomorrow. Kids. Always money in the banana stand, man. You're absolutely right about it. little housekeeping for you um we got podcasts we have um we, we have law of the wolf which got into recruiting stuff uh, last episode what do we got coming up this week on law of the wolf probably a little bit more on quarterbacks a little bit more on that we also have a new episode of young gun with dimitri ravano and lauren brownlow and a little cross promotion with our friends over at wunc north carolina's public radio they got a new podcast called the broadside it's hosted by award-winning podcast producer anisa khalifa Broadside explores news, history, pop culture stories rooted in the American South. And each week, the show goes beyond the headlines and explores a single topic impacting the region. And along the way, they'll zoom out and explain how it reverberates across the country. For instance, y'all. Everybody says y'all now. How'd that happen? 
The broadside covers that. So it's your source for Carolina news and culture stories that might not be on the front page, but definitely deserve a deeper look. So go ahead, follow and listen to new episodes of The Broadside every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast. Big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Attorneys and counselors at law. Sometimes I feel like we should come up with contracts for these bits that we're doing with Carolina Hurricanes. Because mm. you keep putting up game checks. Mm. You keep putting up game checks, but we don't have that in writing, Joe. Which is probably yeah, the, a good thing. The players probably should get it in writing. Yeah, they should. They would feel bad, though. If Taking what? my money. Yeah. They would feel bad. Well, maybe not. Maybe there's that maybe there's that competitive dude on the team <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that would absolutely be like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Perfectly well, cool with that. You can never tell. Also, a big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Opius and Gilio. Check them out at their various triangle locations uh, just outside PNC Arena and Carter Finley Stadium. Because folks, hurricane season is right around the corner. So get hyped for that. Next week is the start of the regular season. And of course, you got more football games at Carter Finley Stadium. You need to pick up a, a crowler slash howler. They've got it. Great beer selection. Or they can fuel you with coffee as Snacks. they do with Joe. Snacks are key. And too. coffee. Snacks yes. are my two go-tos. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline in the dungeons of PNC Arena, it is Mike Meniscalco, voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, Valley Sports. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am good, Joe. I have spent countless, I think we could probably add up the hours into months and perhaps years in the dungeons of this building. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. like home. But it's getting a renovation. Yes, it is. Are we getting a Maniscalco suite? I would hope so. <laughs> a, a place to park the big rig? Yeah. Well, there there was one upstairs. Uh, I, I, I have an office have your little office? Well, I took the nameplate down because my office has then become the catch-all. So you need storage. Oh, you I need see. you need something photocopied. Put the red stapler there. Yeah, and then it became more and more. Why is this chair in this computer here? <laughs> and so now that right. it's, it's it's more of a fortress of solitude now than I'd say an office. So how was your summer? Did you get grittier this summer? Did you add some physicality? I think I, <laughs> by the looks of it, yes, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. No, uh, I I did a little little bit of sandpaper, but yeah. that was because my air conditioning went out, and uh, I had to go two weeks with. Uh, I can I give a plug to a company yeah, or no? Yeah, uh, the means. folks at Six and Fix came out because it was July second, and you know how fun it is to try to get anybody out around the yeah, holidays. Forget yes, it. forget it. They came out July third, and the kid who just made sure we had it was like you tie the fan on the cat's tail with a block <laughs> of ice. Mm -hmm. He made sure that. I had that until I, I got the HVAC replaced. So, yeah, 85 degrees in the uh, in the upstairs. Not conducive for this body to go to sleep. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I got. I'd, I'd like to say I got a little angrier. Got a little more. Good, good. A little more edgy, if not, you will. Not fake toughness. Not fake. No, toughness. real. We don't. We want. We want real toughness. You got to suffer. I guess that, that like, we can get into the hockey conversation from there because we talked to Rod Brindamore at the end of the season, and the part that Joe and I kind of chuckled at was like, "Man, that's fake tough." Because you, know, you know the reaction is like, sure. "Oh, the Kings need to get back in there." Action after the whistle. They're not really stepping up. And and Rod's like, "Whatever, man. Like that's fake stuff." And we're just doing what the refs say they're going to look out yep. for, and they're not looking out for it. But you kind of know what the deal is, so you can see where the Canes wanted to do that with Bunting and Lemieux. Yeah, and and even Dmitry Orlov to yeah. a sense of, of what he brings on the blue line. Look, the, the days of having players on your roster who the only thing they do 
or hit people fight and try to start fights. It's it's over. You have to be a player too. You have to be able to kill penalties or score goals. Uh, it's it's a name that you know nobody really likes to hear around these parts. But you need if you're going for that, everybody's looking for Tom Wilson because he's a unicorn with what he does. But what you have to do, and I think what the Eastern Conference Finals showed, and I, I do agree with Rod, that's fake, fake tough, the face wash stuff and the whatever. But you get to a point where you just can't take it. Sometimes you have to. All right, we're gonna we're gonna pick at you. See how you react to this, and. I think where it's going to be different for the Canes, it's going to be pick the spots. You know, you're not going to see these guys do it all the time. Um, but for me, those two additions, and, and let's start with the two guys up front, mm-hmm. Michael Bunning draws penalties. And, you know, the more, and I know the power play question's coming, so I'll leave it kind of in the ether for now. But the more shots you get at it, the better you should get at it. Brendan Lemieux, to me, is a guy who, if he, if it all comes together, if it all clicks there's a lot of skill there. He's a guy who, if you do the redraft, he was top of the second round. It would have been a first-round pick the way the league's set up now. But he is that irritant. He is hard to play against, but he hits. He's physical, and he doesn't take a lot of, of anything off of the opposition. But again, can you do it in control? And I think that Rod Brendamore is the coach who can do that. And we've got the prime example, as I continue to prattle on with his answer, is you know that was the question for Tony D'Angelo. How are you going to? How are you going to keep him in in line with? Well, go take a look. And yeah. I know that you, I know you can point to examples. Those things are going to happen though. When you have players who have that kind of emotion when they play, when they play on that edge, it's going to happen. It will boil over. But Tony was not a problem at all in his season with the Canes. If anything, he got other teams going after him at times. That's what you yeah. want to see. The so. only the only time I got out of out of turn with D'Angelo was against the Rangers at the end. Yeah, that's when he became a liability. So, I mean, that honestly, in, my, in that in my opinion. Um, but now, again, I'll be I'll be harsh here when it comes to Tony D'Angelo. The idea you bring him here, I understand what he's bringing to you on the power play, but you also have to hide him on defense. And who are you going to pair him with? So who is he going to be with? Well, right now, from the looks of camp, it's Dimitri Orloff. Okay. But if you go take a look at that season here, Joe, uh, he played with Jacob Slavin, and he was a plus 30. Yeah. So I, I mean, Joe and I, I mean, could probably be a plus two with <laughs> oh, Jacob Slavin. Oh, without a doubt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what, no. what, what I'm driving... <laughs> Maybe not, Joe. <laughs> at least at least an even Joe. At least an even. But but to to that to that end, and I don't I don't like that term you gotta hide them, but I think that the way that the Hurricanes defense is constructed, yeah. you're not asking him to go out say, and I shut feel down like he's the a top bonus player. at this point. He, he is a bonus at this point. And, and it's not like the last time you had him, you needed him to be yeah. the number one quarterback on your power play. You needed him to be you know, top on, on your top unit, you yeah. needed like, him to play there, and he showed he could do it. And look, last year that Philadelphia team was oh, was a mess, and he'll be the first one to tell you he needed to be better. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to say that this place has the magic potion for everybody. But you take a look at some of the guys who've come here. Not everybody's been great. Who the Canes have signed, Eric Hall, and they and they've moved on. But you know, he hasn't moved on. Actually. But they've well, that's true. Well, <laughs> some things are hard to quit, Joe. <laughs> Am I that's taking an interesting bracelet you have on, by the way, today? Right? Am I taking crazy pills though? And I don't know if like being tougher or grittier or whatever is what the Canes need. I, I think they need a healthy Andre Sveshnikov. Well, <laughs> I think they need the top, the tippy top skill guys. That that's what I look at and go. That's what I thought was missing from the Canes. Maybe I was watching. The wrong thing. Well, I because because it's the guy who scored all the goals for Florida. Right, it's Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk scores all these goals, and now everyone thinks, well, that's how you win the cup. You go and get a guy like Matthew Kachuk. Well, it's like, 
I don't know. Look what Colorado did the year before. No, I've I, always looked at Colorado as the Canes template. And I think that I actually look at, at Tampa as, okay. as the Canes template. Well, yeah, Only, you don't have Vasilevsky. That's and, right. And, and neither do they for the <laughs> first two and a half months of this season. But yeah. when I say template, like what they have up front, but then I, you know, you start taking a little bit of a, a dive in it and like, okay, you don't have a Steven Stamkos on the Carolina Hurricanes. You don't, you have, I think, a Braden point in mm-hmm. Sebastian Ajo, but then you start going man for man. The Canes are their own template. Like we okay. always, you know, everything is a copycat league. Every sport is. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody talks about. There are no new ideas. That's correct. <laughs> and remember, just turn on your radio. You'll remember, hear it. it's not it's not stealing. It's incorporating right. or a music Remixing. term. A music term for Joe Ovius: interpolation. A sample. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think that the Canes needed it just from the point of you don't want to sit on the bench with your skill guys, having them thinking about. I got to go out there and this guy's going to spear me or this yeah. guy. I, I think that's where it comes in. And again, it wasn't a complete overhaul in the one guy they bring in. Michael Bunning has shown he can play that kind of game, but he can also play with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and high skilled players and score goals. His career, tra- you know, his trajectory keeps going up. And again, for Brendan Lemieux, I think there's a lot more skill there uh, than what people have thought And that. I'm not coming on here going, well, he's, you know, he's going to score 30 and be a No, but if you can get 10, sure. You know, and like 35 points out of a guy who, I don't know if he plays all 82, but but that's a bonus. But when you hear the term harder to play, I'm I'm with you, Joe. I, I You become harder to play because you start scoring more goals and the power play clicks in. But you go back to that Eastern Conference final series, you don't have Andre Svechnikov on the ice. I don't say that the Canes win it because Sergei Bobrovsky went to another plan. Yeah. For one um, series. Well, no, honestly, he did it for the two previous. Uh, that's true. He, that's true. They had to beat Boston, and, and he, he wasn't he, the starter he, in Boston. He fell back down to earth after. So, and I think that the layoff actually hurt Florida because sometimes, yeah. you know, you get. We've seen this with teams in the NCAA tournament. You get on a roll, things break your way. You know, you go through the first half of your bracket, and then sometimes sitting down, that's when you know the shoe doesn't fit for Cinderella anymore. You just and plus Vegas was pretty damn good. Yeah. So is Brett Pesci going to be on the playoff roster for the Carolina Hurricanes? It's a better question for Don Waddell than for me. Uh, but I think that the organization has shown that they're not afraid to take players that are going into unrestricted free agency and keep them mm-hmm. and keep them for the whole year. And are you surprised look, Pesci's on the roster? Right no, now? no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Because what it comes down to for me is what would you want in return? And what teams are willing to offer that in right, return? Right. So, look, when it comes to, to deals and anything like that, in today's age, the days of making a trade for the sake of making a trade, I think, are over. It's always, what are we getting? What's sure. the return? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we let you walk the next year, then we have your yeah. cap space. Yeah. that That's so, actually an essay. So if and thanks, Joe, because nobody <laughs> thinks of that anymore. Yeah. Everybody just yeah. thinks of all oh, you're going to get nothing from. Well, no, no you're no, going to have that we'll, space we'll to get, go. You will get space. But in 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 the terms of both, and it's funny because everybody says Brett Pesci, Brady Shea's in the same boat too. Yeah. Um, in the terms of both of them, I just look at how they play, how they fit, and the Canes look at. We know what we have with these two players on our roster, so if we quote unquote have to move them because we don't have them signed right now mm-hmm. well then what we get in return better be equal value for that and if you're another team out there well why would i give you equal value right now we'll play the waiting game for it and we'll wait for pesci or we'll wait for shea and oh by the way just even if they go through the whole season and nothing gets done they don't get traded they don't get a contract they still have until july 1st yeah. to sign them or 
You can move the rights and, on to something. And you know else. what hockey teams love to do at the trade deadline? Yes. Panic and overpay. Yes. And that's and look, if the Canes are are, that's why, that's why are cooking that. along, but my thing for this organization, if they're going to make a move like that, that happens before the trade deadline. Yeah. I think if you get to the trade deadline and the roster that we think it's going to be when we get to October 11th is yeah. the same roster, knock on something. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna see any of that get moved unless yeah. there is an injury and you have to fill a void that way. The the impression that I've the, the the impression that I'm getting, not being here for uh, for camp stuff, is because they're running it back, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That the there's a normalcy might not be the right word to use, but how would you describe just a kind of general? It's almost business like. Yeah, I mean, there's no like fun frivolity. It's like, yeah, look, man, we're still stung from last year. We're here. We're we all know the deal. Let's just get this freaking season going. Well, I mean, wh- how many years ago are we now removed from the revenge tour of right. teams doing that? Right. I don't necessarily know it's a revenge tour for the Canes, but it's more of a no. This is what we are tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we deserve to be. Yeah. Uh, the team that people are picking to win the Stanley Cup, we deserve to be the Eastern Conference favorite. Uh, I, you know, I I look at the Metro and I get that when you have the Metroplex area mm-hmm. with New York and New Jersey, they're going to tri-state area too. In the sir. tri-state area too, yeah, yeah. you're going to Metroplex is Dallas. Uh, you're going to get. Uh, You've been hanging out with Tom, don't you? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. You know, hey, doing what I can. Uh, but you know who signs the checks. But in in this situation, <laughs> like you look at that, like the Devils are going to get all this attention for what they they've are. done because the, you know it's the only time the New York media sticks their head up for yeah. them. But also what the Rangers are doing, and here are the Canes, and I, I'm glad you said run it back. Because a lot of people will look at what Carolina did this offseason. And one, they signed the number one defenseman who's out there in Dimitri Orloff. And mm-hmm. people are like, why are you doing that? Well, why would taking a strength and making it stronger yeah. be a bad thing? But it was for me, you get Jesper Faust, Jordan Stahl, and your two goaltenders back on the roster for less money than what you had on the roster the year before. That's good stuff. And that tells you that those guys are kind of buying into what's going on here. Oh, by the way, you get an extension for Sebastian Ajo that kicks in next year that by the time he gets to the end of that deal, it's going to be way below market value. Mm-hmm. I think that just tells you that the players believe in what's going on here and they want the kick at the can the way that it's constituted. That's it's nothing but good signs when you look at the offseason that Carolina had when it comes to retaining or bringing in players for this market. That was, oh, by the way, I'll say four and a half, well, three and a half because that first overtime game, I think they're still playing, yeah. you know, three and a half wins I'm, away from going to the Stanley Cup. I'm tired. Of, I'm actually tired just thinking about it right now, uh, <laughs> given given how long that thing went. Now, the, the reason I bring that up is last year, and Joe and I get into this conversation every so often yeah. about, you know, who's running hot when during the course of the regular season, right? It matters. It matters, but I also sometimes wonder with the Canes specifically, it's a slog, man. Yeah. And when you dominate the way they do, there are some times where you just kind of go through a little bit. So I was curious if the, you always hear about how, oh, you know, we're still mad about last season. I feel like this season is different with how it ended for them and why I don't feel they're going to go through that kind of malaise that tends to happen once we get into January, February. No. And part of it is because of the guys who've been in that locker room for the last five years. A uh, big part of it is the head coach and Rod Brindamore, yeah. who this is what they demand. I have the easiest job in the world when it comes to calling a team 
because I know what this team does every night. They don't deviate from it. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. What they call it? No matter who's so, out there. Somebody called it bastardized hockey. Is that what it was? <laughs> what? Fine. I love okay, it. Cool. I love it. Every night, <laughs> I know that this is, it, it's never an effort thing. Yeah. It, it really, um, we've covered enough college basketball yeah, no, we to know. know not to ask the effort question to certain guys. The effort's the same every night. <laughs> every night. Uh, but well, my. Th- this really is with this team, and it's the standard that was set that, okay, you might lose a game. And I can count, honestly, on one hand in the last five years, a game where you're like, what was that? Yeah. Like, that, it, it wasn't there. That's pretty good. One out of 82 a how, year. How long has Rod been sp- retraining our questions about losing but still being happy? Oh. It's like, I like the way we played. It just didn't, didn't, didn't bounce our way tonight. Yeah. And, you know? Or they win, and Rod's like, this was shit. And it was like, well, wait a minute, you won. What's the problem? Because but, he has a way he wants to play. Because yeah, there's you you stay in this structure, and yeah. uh, that's the good thing for me because I know you're going to get that. Mm-hmm. Now, not every player is going to have a great game, uh, but you know the majority of the guys are going to throw whatever cliche you want, and that's what they do. And I think that's why this one is personal because I think they looked at how everything started to break for them last year. Yeah. You know, the big bad Bruins get knocked out by this team that shouldn't have been in the the postseason. Bracket luck is real. Bracket luck oh, is real. Jim. Yeah, but. And that's why I always get mad when people talk about, oh, they had this easy. Who cares? You got to play who's in front of you. Yeah, Not yeah. your fault that the, the good team lost, you know, the yeah, series that, or the Joe? round before. Hear that? Virginia fans looking at you right now, Joe. <clears throat> Just saying. Oh, what? I mean, everybody does. I I'm, know. But you, you still have to win the games that are in front of you. But I do think, go back to 09. Mm-hmm. Uh, 09, 19. But 09, I can do this. When they lose to Pittsburgh. I mean, that Pittsburgh team was damn good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Canes were that. What a what a good run the run they had to do to get in to get into the playoffs like they basically from what was it January on under Paul Maurice yeah. it was playoff mode his uh, his mongrels or whatever he called yeah. them at that time nineteen same thing yeah, same thing bunch uh, of jerks yeah you you go to January first Canes are third from the bottom yep. in the league you know not the division and they go on the run and then they get to the conference final and run into a Boston team that just happened to be really damn good mm-hmm. last year. The Canes believed they were they were the better team, that they were really damn good. And it's not that it was, and they'll never blame injuries. They'll never blame whatever. They got goalied. They they did. Yeah, and, they and Florida had Florida had you got clutch guys playing in clutch moments. And sometimes you get on that wave and you ride it until when it crashes. It crashed for Florida mm-hmm. in the final. But I think that's why it's different, Joe. When you talk about it, it wasn't an ah oh, shucks. You know, it was good good run here. And hey, you know, weird things happen. Wasn't the Duke football? Good job, out of boy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 you not that. Florida State, you gave Florida State a good run. It was more 2010 NC State. Like, yeah. I won't use the MF, but like you had that. Yeah, you had that thing, and sometimes you regret. Yeah, when you and, have that type of opportunity, it is harder to stomach that type of opportunity than the yeah. the out of boy run that you have. And I think that this group has been together so long, like that's how they look at that. Like that was our. Yeah. What are we? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Um, but Little do they know they have more chances. They do. Well, it's hard to process that. We because when we talk to Aho, like it's hard to look at him and be like, "You're 26. I feel like I've known you your whole life. I feel yeah. like you've been in the NHL your whole life." But yes. the truth of the matter is, he's 26. Yeah. Where we talked to Jarvis today, third, going into his third year, he's 21. I know. <laughs> it's like, what? So, like that's the thing. People look at 
I love the term the, the windows. You know how yeah. sure this window is not closing anytime soon yeah, for this we, team. We did, we did look at Tom Dundon at the stadium series, <laughs> and we were asking about windows. He's like, "This window isn't closing." Window. Like, well, yeah. windows. The the size of the window will vary. Sure. After yeah. a while. So sure. That's, that's oh, that. Absolutely. But I mean, yeah. this isn't. This isn't. I a, feel like the size of the window for the Carolina Hurricanes is actually at its largest right now, and after this season. I'm not saying it's going to close, no. but it's the, the vent will be about halfway. Well, I mean, it changes. Like, I mean, do you do you now get uh, you know more cost efficient? Uh, what is it? High argon gas <laughs> windows that keep the sun you're out. Ta- I don't you're, you're know. What do you do a, here? You're taking me to a, taking me to a previous life. Yeah, I know. I Ted. used to be well, able he's to got reel one. that off. He's got a guy. So. You yeah. got a guy. I, and you got a guy. Yeah, we, we, we all, we all guys. got guys. At one point, at one point, you got guys. At one point in time, we all had a guy. No, he's got a legit window guy. I know he does. I know he does. All right, before we get out of here. I really do. A bike mask. And it's a good thing to have. Did you get any new ties this offseason? New ties? New wardrobe? No, no, I had to. I put the wardrobe on hold because of my air conditioning. Well, there's that. You don't want to anybody. If anybody wants I'm just curious if there's. I have an extra kidney that anybody needs. Don't know the. I think it's an okay condition. I, it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff Let's, with me that doctors have poked gonna, around at. I was going to say, Mike, we don't need to remove more from you. Well, the, the funny so. thing is, uh, when we get to San Jose, the, the shark game this year yeah. is the day of. Oh, is it? For yeah, real? The day of. Oh, jeez. And it was... How is that even possible? <sighs> I, like I the know. computer... Yeah. Like, they know the, the scheduling spit that out for you. Like, yeah. hey, Mike, that was the first thing my that was the first thing my wife said to me. She goes, "I better not get a call that I need to fly out to San Jose <laughs> yeah. on October 16th." That's uh, with uh, in spirit of Mr. Chow just having been here for college game day. But did you die? <laughs> <laughs> so, to no. That's what I want to say to San Jose as I get on the plane. <laughs> so no new ties. Uh, I think I got one. Okay. One new time. I, I just figured through the off season, you're like, you know what? I'm on TV all the time. I got to mix it up. Well, I'm noticing that with the YouTube stuff. I'm like, man, I'm, I wore that t-shirt last week. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like you, especially when you go back and look at stuff, you're like, oh man, I wore that shirt and tie like four games ago. I wear the same outfit. Every I day. might. That's I know. I'm just going to wear nothing but Ovi's and Julio stuff. That's see that works. Yeah. That By the works. Way, next time we see you, we'll bring you some gear. Merch it up. Oh, because definitely. Jar- Jarvis got our gear. Unless you want our golf balls. No. Oh no, Jarvis. No, no. Is that the last? <laughs> no. He's always he's giving away my baseball cards, my football cards. Like he he doesn't know what to give away. I don't I pay know. no attention. Start, to him. start giving away his, his vinyl. Start giving <laughs> yeah, away his yeah, vinyl yeah. collection. Like, I'm cutting off your mic. <laughs> Which, by the way, I need to talk to you because I have re-entered oh. the vinyl world of music. Um, and it's you can thank you can thank my better half for this. Okay. Um, because her birthday was this past weekend. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kristen. So thank you. And you're trying to come up with like gifts and things like this. Yeah. And and it was a significant number. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. And um so right. I'm trying to come up with like real stuff and how do you fake her out and do this? Somehow the party worked out well. But one of her favorite, and now we're gonna go into the radio and music portion of uh the OG podcast here which is one of her and if uh, you dated a girl in the early 90s to mid 90s who was in college yeah liz fair oh is yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah. it's the yeah 30th uh, 30th anniversary uh, reprint because okay. it came out in like 93 let's get pricey dude well no i got it cheap <laughs> so because well, it's a that. reprint it's not <laughs> the original now, now see now she's gonna listen to this. why didn't you give me the original What's the original but uh, well, i'll say i'll say this though and shout out to my guys at nice price and shout out to aaron over at sound off the repress the repress is actually fidelity 
are better I know. than the originals, but because people want the original, it gets jacked up in so, price. But that's so yeah, so I got that, and then I realized we don't own a record player. Oh, <laughs> so I I got her a record player for nice. her birthday. So she's got four. Oh, I'm I'm sure of that. Oh uh, well, I got cassettes too. I brought I brought a cassette for Seth Jarvis, which we'll get. To he had no idea what it was. He had no idea. He thought it was a VHS. Really? Yeah. He's like, what do I do with this? He's like, that's oh. fair though. He's like, oh, my dad yeah. had one of these in his car. Well, you know what? You could really freak out some of the young guys with the disc man, where you had the cassette player oh, yeah. to play, play the, the disc man in oh, your yeah. car. Oh yeah. Oh, that was good. that was prime Next 1994. <laughs> yes. All right, well, talking to you reminds me. I got to go sign up for Bally. So, yeah, thank you for doing that. My uh my my gravy train finally ended. My dad got rid of Spectrum, so I'm actually have to I, I'm I have to leave the nest. All right. Like, I well, have to go pay come, for Bally. Plus. Come back to the cord world, Joe. I, no, no, I'm not getting cable. I'll just pay direct to Bally. And I, can I can I designate is it 20 bucks a month? You know who can pay for that? The OG Media the OG LLC. Media LLC. I'm gonna need the credit card for there that. There you go. Yeah, so if you can, can if I you designate can... on Bally Sports? I want this twenty bucks to go directly to, to Mike. Mike please, yes, <laughs> please do. I will only sign up for this. Or send send a Venmo <laughs> as uh, for Kane's cast, as Shane says, Shane R. Willis. <laughs> Mine is Mike. I know where Shane lives in Garner. He don't, he doesn't need that. One. No. <laughs> it's Garnier where he lives. That's true. I All know right, where. Right, we're yes. going going inside now. Well, Anything well, else we want? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here. Anything have. else we want to get here? We have. I mean, this is heck. This is his own damn podcast. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. This is perfect for Joe because Joe Joe now knows in the world of podcasting is like, oh, okay, because we've done twenty four yeah. minutes here. That means I don't have to work as much the next time. Yeah. That's work smarter, not not harder. harder. That's so what I told him when we started this. Do the shit we want to do, not what all I'm, the other nonsense we don't want to do. By the way, I am so happy that you guys curse on this. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Because the freedom of doing it, yeah. I, I cannot. No. But it's there. No. It's rattling around. I almost said I when I did Toodaloo. It almost yeah. I know. it almost happened. I know. Um, I know. When, but we, we try not to go too hard in the paint with no, the cursing. No. Because well, we do, we've thing. heard from parents. They're like, look, I'm listening to the podcast on yeah. my way home from school. And, you know, at least keep it yeah. mild. So we but keep it mild. That's fine. I mean, PG. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I've said. 13. Yeah. I mean, the Marvel well, movies, they curse. Well, Come on now. PG-13, you're allowed one. Yeah. Oh, 1F? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're allowed one F. In PG-13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know we've crossed that Rubicon no, yet. No, not Except yet. to quote somebody. Only when, when Sean Payton yeah. said it only, to Russ. Yeah, only, only when we've done <laughs> that. Only when we've done All right, Mike. We'll I see mean, you around, I, dude. Yeah, and I mean... We clearly see that Sean Payton has got the magic, right? Of course. Yeah, rules are a little bit different now. We might actually ask you to jump uh, jump into a beer cave with us. Since we I can't technically do a broadcast oh, from yes. here, but we can probably get you to jump into the beer cave at Breeze Through. Just saying. That's that won't be an free issue. coffee. Won't be an issue. Yeah, free coffee. <laughs> All so, right, Mike. Later, Julio. Back. Good to see you. Same. Get him straight. You can't take the radio guy out of Mike Maniscalco. No. He'll just keep talking. He was ready. He was ready. It was it was fun to hang out at PNC Arena today. We'll give you the real reason we were hanging out at PNC Arena tomorrow. And Joe's already making a face. Uh, I made a face when I saw some of the incredible new state drops from home field. Did you see the new sweater? The football sweater? My brother just bought actual one. sweatshirt. You mean? I mean, I'm sorry, a sweatshirt. Yeah. My brother just bought one. He used OG23. Perfect. He finally used the OG23 promo code to save 15% off his first order at Homefield. You can do the same thing. They they got some new drops all the time. New some, some new state stuff this past week. The Ringer tee, I absolutely love. My brother got that sweatshirt. You can get yours again. Just use that promo code. 
OG23. Also, big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. You can check them out online at myhtr.com. It's so simple. Their website's so simple, even Gilio can use it. Yeah, there's a big toggle right in the middle of the page. Buy or sell. There's also a, a mortgage calculator. For real, though, you, this, your home is your number one investment. Don't, don't mess around with that. Don't take somebody's lowball offer. No. And they say guaranteed. It's actually lowball. Don't do that. Go get your help from a pro, Barry Wooden and his crew. They have six locations. They have 250 agents. You, you think maybe they're okay at their job? I think they're pretty yeah, good. I mean, come on. I think they're pretty so good. So go check them out. Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. Also, thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovia's Angelio locations across the Triangle, location in Wilmington. Ooh, I have a treat for you. What did you... We got tumblers. I have, a, I have a negotiation treat for you, sir. Go on. OG Golf Classic is Friday. You know this. Yeah. Eagle Ridge. Yeah. You're going to be posted up with our friends from Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's going to be right next to you? I do not. The Butcher's Market. Oh, really? Yes. They'll have some samples out there ah. at the OG Golf Classic. Kenneth and his crew, they are fired up. I'm excited about this. Very excited about this. That's going to be a good day. I don't have to golf. I'll just be drinking nope, beer and eating. you don't. You just have to get a little glad handing going on. Ah, you know me. You you like to give me shit that I don't do that. I do. Yeah, when I have just, to turn it on, I turn it that's on. That's right. We just have to bring out the glad handing Joe. Joining us on the Eastern Automotive Group Hotline, Luke DeCock, columnist, news, and observer. He joins us every Tuesday, a little ACC Now remix. Although, before we even talk about college, I feel like we have to talk about Tom Dundon, owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, who told David Glenn he wants to be an owner of a Major League Baseball franchise. This one threw me for a loop. I know Tom's got ideas, but uh, but telling Dave that he's got this idea for an, uh, an ownership group for MLB to bring to North Carolina, that one that one threw me for a loop. I don't know about you. Yeah, it did. It does. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, obviously, Tom Dundon's made a lot of money and he can mm-hmm. do whatever he wants with it. Um, it's not something he and I have talked about in the past. And we've talked about a lot of potential things you could do. Um, my concern is it always has been um, as far as Raleigh goes. I think Charlotte actually makes a lot of sense um, for a major league baseball team. Uh, the, the issue in Raleigh is the same issue the Hurricanes have had. You make your money in pro sports with corporate dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hockey, you're selling 18,000 tickets, 40 nights a year, baseball, you're selling 40 to 50,000 tickets, 80 nights a year. Um, you need people who buy tickets and don't go to games. Quite frankly, you need people who buy 20 tickets, uh, because their business wants them. Uh, you need people to buy suites and, and, and premium seats. And the problem the hurricanes have had over the years is there aren't enough fortune 500 headquarters mm-hmm. here. To sell those seats, you need the headquarters. Now, Charlotte has the headquarters. They've got Honeywell and Bank of America and 8 million other companies whose logos are on the Panthers uh, ribbon boards when they're down 31 nothing. But <laughs> we don't have those here. We have it's a lot of Fortune 500 on Honeywell. companies. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you need me to slow down? What was the Coke Zero sign that you loved? Enjoy everything. Oh, enjoy everything. Yes, <laughs> on the NC State had just given up a pick six after a fumble return. Yeah. Um, yeah, enjoy everything. No, I it's just it's a really tough sell here. And that doesn't mean the market can't change and grow. And obviously, that's what people who talk about baseball here are counting on. Um, and it will. Uh, but by the same token, uh, where there's just not Fortune 500 headquarters moving here. And and that's really what drives the boat. Um, you know, it's it's the it's the it's the pro sports equivalent of college football. 
there's yeah. one thing that really moves the needle. And that's what it is. You, asking people here to buy 3.2 million tickets over the course of a season. Um, it's, it's a really hard sell without a lot of corporate support. And that's before you even get to premium seating and skyboxes and things like that. Not to mention, you know, building an arena now is probably a new arena would be like 1.2 billion building a new baseball stadium here. Mm -hmm. And you're probably going to want to have a roof on it since it rains every night here in the summer. Uh, you're looking at 2 billion, um, you know, that in that neighborhood, that that's a pretty exclusive neighborhood. So I think it works better in Charlotte because of the corporate dollars. I think in terms of the market being crowded, it works better here. Um, but just financially, it seems like a tough sell and, and the market growing doesn't seem to help with that. But, you know, it's, it's if Tom Dundon thinks it works and I'm looking forward to talking to him about this, you know, then he's it's, it's his money. If he wants yeah. to try it, you know, he can take a hack. And, and, you know, I thought MLS worked here for that same reason, right? Yeah, Smaller yeah. number of tickets, less corporate dollars. You can do more with youth soccer and things like that to get people in the building. Just MLB is such a big nut to cover. It's just really hard. Well, you know, as well as I do, the mistake that most people make who aren't here, they look at the market and go, oh, there's only one professional franchise. No. NC State, North Carolina, Duke. Those are professional franchises and they occupy people's time. And also you and I, Luke, know from the from the world famous, why didn't anyone go to the NC State Tennessee game in, in the David Amerson game in 2012? Including oh, David Amerson. Well, <laughs> <laughs> everyone went to the beach. That's a big beach weekend. Like, mm, yeah, right. man. Like, it's a bad idea. I know there are kind-hearted people who still believe in, like, you know, the infield fly and all the other bullshit from Bull Durham. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, baseball is a niche sport and the truth of the matter is you got like you just said all the things you laid out this time that time of the year it only works for Kane, the canes when they're hot because it's the playoffs mm -hmm. yeah. like you you will struggle like hell in july and august to get people to care you just will and let's not forget the hurricane struggled at that time of year early i remember wednesdays are big church nights yep. that's why they couldn't sell yep. out the game against the devils in 2001 oh, like i forgot about the church night yeah that's 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 an all-time classic that's but no i mean that's new york that's, times that's in the yeah. new york times no i forgot about new york times. Big church night in raleigh he, big church night wednesday night it's really hard to get people out to hockey it's you know the other part of it is baseball works best with with downtown stadiums and in places with robust public transit, because you are asking 40,000 people to go. NFL, you can put a stadium in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You only got to go there eight times a year, nine if they make the playoffs. Uh, baseball, you're asking people to do it 81 times a year. In Raleigh, even if you put it like in, say, downtown South, mm -hmm. you're asking people to drive to those games 81 times a year. And you really need a, a fan base like a Kansas City um, or a Milwaukee that's willing to do that to make it work. And, and, you know, once the novelty wears off in year two and year three and the team's 40 and 120, yeah. so how does that go? And then are they end up moving to Montreal or whatever? Or Quebec? We're, 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 we're decades removed from the Minnesota twins potentially moving to the, to Greensboro. To Winston -Salem. So there was Greensboro was the one that everybody yeah. was obsessing. And at that time, the, the Kernersville. Was it Kernersville technically where it, it was? Be? They were going to build where they going to build a stadium in Kernersville because that was between everything. And it was, so. you know, an hour from Raleigh and an hour from Charlotte. The thought process behind that, though, made sense because the sentiment at that time was to bring uh, the Metrolina area to games during the summer. Because, yeah, I'll, I'll drive the hour it takes to go to Greensboro for a weekend series or something like that, especially if the Braves are in town. Um, but that sentiment is gone in the downtown arena is what makes sense in most cities. But this is where, again, 
the uniqueness of this market starts to creep into our conversations. You know, Joe, you bring up the professional sports that are colleges. I've had conversations with the Canes that hate the fact that the colleges are treated like pro sports because that means they don't have to spend as much money on the college game. And when the Canes come asking for money, what's the usual? Well, wait a minute. Why should I spend this amount of money with you when I can get it for whatever the cost is playing with NC State? So there's all sorts of factors in play there. And then there's who you bring in, which is why anytime somebody's brought up a downtown arena for the Carolina Hurricanes, I just laugh because you're not getting people who are Carolina Hurricanes fans to go downtown. They can barely get people to come downtown for dinner these days because of the bad headlines. You're telling me you're going to try to get them to games downtown too with the with the traffic issues and where to park? PNC Arena is in the perfect location for what the Carolina Hurricanes are trying to do. You're bringing a baseball team to the mix. It works for our friends at the Durham Bulls. Shout out to Mike Burling. It works for the Mudcats because it's a low-stakes affair that you can bring the family. Baseball, Major League Baseball is a whole different beast, man. Yeah, and to your point, you know, a, a parking spot for NC State football in a in a uh, a God rest everyone. I mean, keep it holy surface <laughs> parking spot is one hundred twenty dollars a year. You, yeah. You'll pay that to park at three Hurricanes games if you don't pay in advance. Now, if you pay in advance, like that buys you nine Hurricanes games. But the point is, you're getting like if I were NC State and if people care about surface parking so much, I'd be charging twelve hundred dollars for those spots. I mean that if. if if people are willing to, you know, burn down the arena over their surface parking spots, surely they're willing to pay more than one hundred and twenty dollars a year. But the point is, you're, you know, to your point, mm-hmm. that's that's an almost an order of magnitude difference in cost between those two things. Um, and you know what? If you think you're going to go to a baseball game in the Triangle and not pay forty bucks to park, well, you're probably going to pay eighty bucks to park. I was going to say you're paying forty bucks this upcoming season for the Carolina Hurricanes, are you not? I think that's yeah. what it just got raised up to. It's, no, it's it's forty bucks if you pay at the gate. At the twenty five bucks if you pay in advance. Gotcha. So gotcha. I, and look, I I go to these arenas. I, I go all over the country for this stuff. Forty dollars for a pro sporting event sounds like a lot in the nine one nine area code. It's pretty reasonable across the it board. Is. When it you is. look at the money that goes into the salary cap that the Hurricanes have to keep up with. Mm-hmm. $40 is is at the lower end of that spectrum. Now, people don't like that, but I'm just telling you that's kind of how it is. Now, I want to be clear. I don't begrudge Dundon for trying to do this. I like that Dundon is you know, disrupting the area. We'll close the conversation on this. I like what he's trying to do with PNC Arena. We're dragging this area into the modern era of what you have to do to, to, to be professional sports. But now I'm sitting here thinking about it's been a minute since we've had a failed franchise in this market. Yeah. And the, the reason that the three of us know it, because we've seen it. Yeah. But someone like Dundon, even he's only been here since 17. So like you're sitting here telling him, like, who are the Raleigh Bullfrogs? Who right. are the Durham uh, Tom, Dragons? Can I send you to a podcast I did no. about a, a failed <laughs> football team? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't come over with the with the uh, with the move. But, the, but we've seen all this. But we've it's the seen same attitude. Things. Like, oh, there's only yeah. one. There's nothing yeah. there. And it's like, why no. wouldn't spring but football? There's, there's, there's a deeper, there's yeah. a deeper yeah. conversation here about this. If Tom Dundon rankles NHL owners, oh. what's Tom Dundon going to do with baseball Who owners? refuse to let Mark Cuban into their club? Come on. I mean, yeah. that's the other factor, too. You could put a group together. You might have mo- You might not have money. But as we've seen with Major League Baseball and like the Miami Marlins, they'll pick the guys they really want. Sure. And I mean, you know, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he can't be the money guy and make some, you know, former Texas Ranger who he knows from Dallas, the face of the franchise. I mean, I think that's part of this is. I I, I obviously I need to talk to him 
yeah. but he has he has money. That doesn't necessarily mean he wants to be the guy spearheading this. Maybe there's someone who has a great idea and Dundon's like, like with the AAF says, hey, you know what? Maybe it's worth $200 million of my money. I bet to it's figure not. out where this goes. And then if it doesn't work out, whatever, $200 million out the window, um, like the pickleball merger. Like, yeah. oh, I put a bunch of money in pickleball. Turns out we probably don't need one pro league. Okay, fine. We'll figure it out. It's probably Tepper. He's the front man for Tepper because nobody wants to touch anything related to Tepper right now. I mean, the, yeah, the reaction Tepper, Tepper is going to bring Major League Baseball to Charlotte like he brought live music to Charlotte. Well, what's funny, though, <laughs> in looking at Dave Glenn's tweet about the the story, the, the interview he had with Dundon and Dundon dropping that nugget with him was the I looked at the quote tweets and it was every as long as it's not Tepper. Like, I would love baseball here, but keep it away from Tepper. We don't want Tepper touching this stuff. And that's how we transition to this part of the conversation with the Carolina Panthers. At some point. <laughs> You have owners like Dundon who have a vision, but they put the right people in place. I, I think that's a fair assessment of Tom Dundon since he's taken over the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he knows what he doesn't know, or at least he figured it out. Okay, he figured it out. And you see the success. Tepper, I don't think, has figured out what he knows and what he doesn't know when it comes to running a football franchise. And the further we get into this season and the further we see Frank Reich talking circles around what he wants to do with Bryce Young, but also what we saw with Andy Dalton in one game, I'm more and more convinced that the stories about how Scott Fitterer and David Tepper had to convince Frank Reich that Bryce Young is the guy was a lot more truth to that than not. And I don't know if this is good for Bryce Young going forward when your head coach doesn't look like he believes in you from the jump. My suspicion all along has been that the Panthers traded up for the number one pick without knowing who they were going to take. Mm -hmm. And that is the ultimate indictment of a bad franchise. You don't make that move and give up those assets unless it's the guy you want. And now they talk themselves into Bryce Young, or maybe that was the guy David Tepper wanted all along because he mm -hmm. watched three Alabama games and he knows more about oh, football no. than any it's human alive. 7% of the Steelers. What's it's that? not who David Tepper wanted. Nicole Tepper. It's who Nicole oh, Tepper wanted. Whatever. I, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Bad yeah. owners are bad owners, no matter who's in the kitchen. Um, but to me, if you're going to trade up and make that move, you're either doing it for Anthony Richardson, who you've decided is the guy who can develop into a Hall of Fame quarterback, or C.J. Stroud, who's the one who's the closest to that out of the box. Not the 5, 160-pound guy who you're asking to be a complete outlier from just about everybody who's ever played the position. If I'm Frank Reich, I'm looking at Anthony Richardson going, let me work with this guy, this guy's tools. You know, the, the way this guy works on the football field, I can work with that. You know, don't give me the guy who's a game manager. I can't teach him anything. Mm -hmm. I can't teach him how to throw the ball harder. You know, like, like so I just... I just think I hesitate to say this because I feel like I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> okay. The Panthers are just a bad franchise. They do bad franchise things. They abuse their fans and their fans come back every week and just get slapped in the face again. Every We back? talked about this last week. Because every summer, we're one player away. Every summer, right? The yeah, defense yeah. is so good. All right, well, the defense was so good. Then you bring in a new coach who brings in a new coordinator who changes from a 4-3 to a 3-4 and gets rid of half the defense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, did you not think that might not have an impact? I'm going to push back on the idea that fans are coming back for more uh, because you can see Bank of America Stadium essentially yeah. being... It's, it's, it's essentially yeah. the, the Carolina Hurricanes were at the bottom end of that 10-year gap of playoff runs where 
oh, is this team that I like in town that I'm going to go do it? Minnesota fans don't travel well. It's just a Minnesota. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. I, I I should say for a period of time, because the whole Kyle Allen is my quarterback that's era. Gone. That's gone. I think right. it was, was a period of time where no matter how bad things were, people were just like serving. Oh, Kyle Allen. Give yeah. me more of that. That's <laughs> I think that's what I want. I want Kyle hit, Allen in his tiny hands. We've hit the Peter Carmanos, John Forslund interview where Peter Carmanos said, I guess. And I, that, you have to be even more patient was his words. And I think that's where we are with the Carolina Panthers right now, where fans have, they kind of bought into, they cautiously bought into the optimism of the offseason and a 4-0 start with a vanilla offense and Bryce Young in his sweet baby face, the sweet young prince, as Dimitri Ravanos refers to him, is visibly frustrated in a way we've never seen before. That's an indictment on the coaching staff. That's an indictment yeah. on baby pepper. It's an indictment on the entire organization because yes. if you're going to make this move and put all your chips in the center of the table, you have to do everything right to make it a success. And mm-hmm. clearly nobody's on the same page. Um, you know, it's just, I, I'm kind of glad I don't have to go down there for those games anymore. I kind of <laughs> stand on the last thing I wrote about the Panthers, which is at some point they'll be worth watching again, but Not it still no. isn't yet. Meanwhile, Christian McCaffrey's out there just torching the earth to the ground. Weird. And you mean they're not limiting his touches? They're not worried about things? That's so strange. It's it's almost like coaching matters, Ah, especially in the NFL. All right, Luke DeCock, columnist, News and Observer. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. See you, bud. Big thanks to Luke DeCock for hanging out with us here on Ovias and Gilio. And big thanks to Graffiti for sponsoring all of our conversations related to the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers haven't exactly been fun to talk about, but you know what is fun to talk about? Uh, break even Tuesdays. Hell yeah, And man. it is Tuesday. Yeah, break even Tuesdays is the jam. I actually have to pull up what they have over on the website now that I'm, I have to go to the Instagram page here because they've got their October break even bottles. They have uh, Templeton Rye 10-year. Next week, they've got the Hooten Young 15-year on the 17th. Uncle Nearest, which I'm a big fan of what they've been putting out on the 24th, and Kentucky Owl Confiscated at the end of the month, a very special Halloween edition of Break Even Night. And, of course, for football on Sundays, they got more bourbon specials, so go check out Graffiti. Also, check out State Farm. We keep saving people money, by the way. We've had some other success stories of people saving money thanks to Matt Davis insuregarner.com give him a call at 919-779-8277 yeah his great billboard is down on 70 because that's how it works you get there's like a rotation but he told me if people still want to talk to a real person because that's what was on the billboard what if i want to talk to a real person Here's who you talk hey to. what if you want to save money too mm-hmm. do what troy did check in with matt davis it's 919-779-8277 you're going to get all of your options home auto and you know the one i like the best those pets gotta take care of those pups we got pets and then there's pests which you don't want no that's where i want to get rid of those pests that's where you go to the og og hayes Mm -hmm. lancaster mosquito authority pest authority go to bugsbite.com punch in your zip code and you're going to see all kinds of really saving coupons i'm talking big savings here because my guy does not believe in contracts for a reason the work is that good if you get them out there, you're going to love what they do. And then you're going to say, hey, man, how can I save more money? Well, go to bugsbite.com. Get rid of all the bugs inside the house, outside the house, mice in the attic, you name it. 
Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority can get rid of it. And yes, Hayes is the OG. OG. All right, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, beat writer for the Duke Blue Devils. He is Steve Wiseman. He's an AP Top 25 voter as well, which we'll get to in a second because let's start with a Riley Leonard update. Yes. What, where do things stand with the QB? So, uh, obviously, he's not going to be out for the season as far as the initial uh, review of the of the injury looks like. So, that's that's the best news, I guess, for for him and for Duke and for college mm-hmm. football, right? He's a good story this year. Um, it, it's uh, They have to see how the rehab goes over the next week or two to kind of determine how long that might be. But, um, you know, I think we're looking at, uh, you know, he's going to miss a game or two, I think, at least, uh, would be the, uh, the way to look at it. Um, possibly, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe three, four. We'll see, how, again, how it goes. But um, that, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to get, you know, another quarterback ready to play um, probably um, for, for one of these upcoming games, just in case, you know, something goes wrong and he can't, can't go at all. Who is the backup? So Henry Beelan is the freshman uh, he's been the backup for the first few games. He's played a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's retro freshman. He's come a long way from last year. That retro year really helped him. He's got a strong arm. His mechanics are much better than a year ago, but you know, he's the backup, right? And, uh, he's been a little banged up from a practice situation. Mm-hmm. And so against UConn, uh, the true freshman Grayson Loftus came in and played at the end of that game. Uh, and Henry wasn't available. So I'm told he was available if needed for Notre Dame. Uh, now with two weeks, maybe he'll be the guy. Uh, okay. Maybe against NC State, if 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 Riley again isn't isn't ready to go. Yeah, I, I, you know it's interesting about Duke. We have to talk about Duke in the context of ACC title race. I mean, losing to losing to Notre Dame is one thing. It's um, the rest of the ACC slate that is interesting to me. And do they have a defense that is good enough to sustain the absence of Riley? Because that was my big takeaway. Riley Leonard is what Riley Leonard is. Uh, He can break plays off. He's not this incredible arm talent, but he can make plays happen, right? So they're going to miss that clearly, but I feel like if they continue to play with the urgency they've been playing on defense, they're going to be in a lot of these games going forward. That has been a big strength of this team. Mm -hmm. They keep people off the scoreboard. Even, you know, Riley through that interception, Notre Dame had the ball inside the 20. They held him to a field goal. That's a win for the defense, right? It's a huge win. And so, yeah, it's going to be on the defense just like it was really in the Notre, the Notre Dame game up until the second half. I mean, Notre Dame could have been ahead 27 nothing, right? So it felt like 13 nothing felt like a bigger lead. Yeah. Uh, but the defense kind of held them in place till the offense keep going. So that is something they can count on is that defense is, is able to keep people off the scoreboard. All right. AP Top 25 voting. Uh, Georgia was not punished for getting scared. I, I'm always curious what teams end up being punished for yeah. winning close games and which teams are punished or not punished for winning close so, games. So, with Georgia, like they have so much capital built up with me being two-time reigning champion here, right? So you you, so, you can account for the fact that they might be bored? Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, but there is, you know, that's a, you know, the South Carolina game. Now this one, like, okay, guys, you yeah. better start opening up a can of whoop. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, uh, we'll see on that one. So, yeah, they weren't, um, you know, I had to, uh, Utah fell quite a bit after mm-hmm. their loss. They're playing without their starting quarterback. So I didn't knock them all the way out. So I still think they're a pretty good team. Uh, but when they got to get that quarterback, at some point, they are who they are. They got to get their quarterback back to be up yeah, where they are. Makes but, sense. Uh, those Pac-12 teams out there are pretty strong. Okay. Any other uh, surprises for you in the top 25? I didn't have Louisville in there. Okay. Um, I, I thought about it. I kept LSU at 25. That's the only two-loss team I have in there. But their two losses are obviously, you know, Ole Miss and, and Florida State. So, mm-hmm. But 
they're almost out of mulligans here. They got one more and they're going to be gone. <laughs> uh, also with Louisville, I consider them, I thought they're going to have a chance against Notre Dame this week. They win that, they're going to be in. If they lose it, they're going to be out of everybody's top 25. So Fair. I decided to give them a week and then we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Steve Wiseman, News and Observer, AP Top 25, Duke, uh, beat writer. It's it's a wonderful time to be at Duke these days. Football's good. Basketball's right around the corner. I saw you at Media Day. I had to tell, I, I needed you to tell me like, all right, who's the guy that I should be paying attention to? And yeah. you're like the TikTok guy. Oh, he's unbelievable. So how many, how many followers? What is it? Jared, is it Jared, Jared McCain. McCain. He's got over 2 million. Uh, TikTok followers alone. Between him and Ryan Young, Jillio and I need to head on over to Duke and pick these guys' brains about getting some social media yeah. following. Yeah. Because, you know, Ryan, Ryan's podcaster now. Right. <laughs> they got a lot going on. <laughs> All right, Steve. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Man. What's up next? What's up next? Why are you rushing things? Why? Because well, we're recording late today. That's why. Well, there's a good reason. I know. I know that. But I got to go get the the party bus leaves in about 45 minutes. And I got to get this episode turned around, man. Perfect. The cool thing about not doing afternoons, I can go do things like carpool. I'm part of the OG carpool gang now. There you go. Do you listen to yourself while running carpool? Uh, I don't have to go to a carpool anymore. So. <laughs> That's true. You don't. You don't. You don't. The only time I ever listen to the podcast or run it on YouTube is to make sure it's there. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, are we there? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that everything is there. You know who's there on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Oakwood Pizza Box. Anthony, let's put, go. Put the sesame on the menu. Let's, let's, answer, let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Speaking of podcasts, Bennett, Hey Joe, how NC State, uh, how NC State would it be for MJ Morris to lead the team on a crazy run and then they missed the championship game because of one conference loss? Mole, buddy, come on. Come on, as you can say, watch as, the games, man. As the, as who, the who tweeted this or who Bennett? Who, He's a long time listener. Come on, man. That's not Law of the Wolf. That's wow. not Law of the Wolf. Enough. No, just watch the games, though. Like this is not. Okay. It's going to be scrap and claw to get to six, man. Now we'll see what happens. Speaking of what happened yesterday from Jameson, I wish you all would do a half-assed ending of Back to the Future skit tomorrow with "It's your episode, Joe and Lauren. Something's got to be done about your episode." Yeah, let's get back in the DeLorean. It's <laughs> like it's fine. Like a lot of people are like, well, this. This, this is a bad take now or cold takes exposed. I'm like, yeah, man, it happens. In, in the amount of times that I've done this stuff, whether it's radio or podcast, you know how many times I would end a show and it's 6.01 and it was like, oh, crap, that just broke? Oh, well, oh, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. It happens a lot in this business, man. It's all good. The biggest mistake you can ever make in this business is just not admitting, yeah, man, I got that one wrong. It happens. We, we talk about things a lot. You're going to get stuff wrong or you might have a take that ends up being completely outdated because the coach decided to make a move because he feels he has to have a spark. Hey man, it happens. I'm not too worried about it. I think the worst thing that's happened in this business is freezing takes. Cole, uh, what is it? Old takes exposed. That website. Yeah. Have you been old, old takes exposed? Freezing cold takes. Freezing maybe. cold takes. Has that ever happened to you? I mean, any of the Kia Clark ones. Oh can yeah, be. well, that, certainly qualify. That always comes up. Uh, Todd from the mountain, honest question that just occurred to me. We're now five years into the Dundon and Tepper experiments, two out of town magnates buying middling local teams. And the two results have been polar opposites could be worth a deep dive in a podcast mini series. And maybe, maybe and look, it's also the nature of the sports too. They're different. They're different sports, different caps, how you go about it. NFL is really hard, man. It's really, really hard. You don't think so? 
no, <laughs> no. The, the lesson there is you have to have the right people working for you. Yeah, I know. That's I know. the lesson there. That, that's ultimately the lesson. And we'll close out of here with our friend Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole. We got to talk to him next week with the NC State Fair mm-hmm. coming to town because he's got fair stories for days. So we got to talk to Jeremy here soon. I don't know if you're soliciting Hey Joe questions yet, but are the Panthers actually leading the league in screen short yardage passage attempts, or are they just giving off giving off those non-positive vibes? I don't know if they're leading the league in screens, <laughs> but after what we saw this past weekend against the Minnesota Vikings, they very well might. It was, it was not a great weekend for the Panthers. It was not. It was not. But we got a great week the rest of the week, and we got our OG golf tournament, which we're very, very hype about, and we will see you all tomorrow.